Hello, everybody. Welcome to From the Hangar podcast. Um, this is the ninth episode, and we are just squeaking in with that January episode for you guys. Um, it took us a little bit, but I am here with three guests. Uh, they are all pre-fielders who have been going through candidacy and through ministry partnership seminar uh, for 2024. One of the things that I've always wanted to do was to capture the story of what the process is like for people who are coming in to join MAF for the first time um, to do candidacy and issue partnership. It's something that like we haven't we haven't really told that story in depth um, and hearing it from from people who are actually going through it are, and are in the middle of it, yeah. I think mm-hmm. would be really great. So yeah. let me let me introduce let me introduce them. So the person on the left here is Ryan Vinal. Hello. And then we have Joshua and Emmy True. Mm-hmm. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Doing Happy yes. to be here. Excellent. Yeah. Are you sure you're glad to be here? Yes. Very <laughs> uh, we'll we'll decide at the end. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, can I can I start, um, Josh and Emmy? Can you guys introduce yourselves? Just tell us about yourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Josh, uh, and this is my wife Emmy. Mm-hmm. We uh, joined MAF about a week and a half ago or so. <laughs> yeah, only a week ago. <laughs> but we have been kind of in this process for a while. Uh, we we got married earlier last year, eight months ago. So we're stepping into this new season and excited for what the Lord's bringing. So, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, tell me, like, where did you guys grow up? Tell me your background. What what, what, what prepared you for something like machinery aviation and <laughs> the organization here? Well, I feel like my story is kind of funny because I am the non-pilot uh, <laughs> between the two of us. So, um, yeah, I was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri and um, grew up in a great Christian household. But um, was saved at a young age and just really didn't know um, much. I felt like I had a really small faith at that time. Mm. And so it took me later in high school when I was discipled by a young lady um, who honestly wasn't much older than I am now. But um, she took a group of us in and uh, just poured into us and was really vulnerable um, just with her relationship relationship with the Lord. And she really taught us what it meant to follow Christ. And wow. so... I attribute a lot of where I am now to her, but in addition to that, missions, really. Mm. So she um, just taught us about a trip to India that she took, um, I think, earlier the year when she started discipling us. Um, and I just thought it was so cool. Like, I I really didn't feel like I had a lot of context for someone going overseas and serving. So that was kind of probably one of the first looks into missions. And the Lord really kept that going and gave me a heart for other cultures and other nations. And then um, just through a deepening of my understanding of the gospel, I really was driven to join the um, just what the Bible commands to go mm. and make the gospel known among other nations. So. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's great. That's not really how I found Mission, Mission Aviation Fellowship, but I think Josh could tell better yeah. how we kind of got here. No, no, <laughs> so I, I am a pilot mechanic. Um, <laughs> well, uh, just let me, Emmy, I'm not a pilot either. That's good. So, that's yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, good. Just, you, know, you and me, we can commiserate with yeah. not being the cool pilot mechanic. Of, yeah, we're not quite as yeah, cool, but it's yeah, okay. That's right. It's cool. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, yeah, take that cool factor out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need, we don't really need that. We're a bunch of soup sandwiches, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, strong Christian family. Parents really um, demonstrated well, like, how to live out the gospel. Uh, but even with that awesome example, I kind of just took it for granted. I didn't really consider the um, like salvation I'd received or the the life we have in God, right? And so, um, 
kind of just coasted along until high school. Uh, a maturing of my faith took place. God really worked in my heart. There were several events along the way, but what it really came down to was he he taught me to appreciate the gospel. He, mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit convicted me of sin I had. And and then the verse in Romans 5, 6 through 8, where it talks about uh, we were helpless in our sin and God died for us. And mm-hmm. Rome, uh, verse 8 is really powerful. Mm-hmm. It says, but God demonstrated his own love for us that while we were still sinners, uh, Christ died for us. And just yeah. that truth really struck with me that, wow, I, I'm sinful, but Christ stepped in that moment when I was his enemy and said, no, I'm going to die for you, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and so that, and then God put a burden on my heart for um, the unreached and those who haven't heard the gospel. I, I kind of incorrectly assumed that because I never got like a dramatic specific call, you know, that you always hear about, I was like, oh, well, I didn't get a dramatic call, so I guess I'm not doing missions. But but God really convicted me and said, no, like, I need to spread the gospel and I'm going to use you, mm. right? And so he's going to do it and I want to be a part of his his plan. So That, that sounded kind of like a call. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, yeah, a little bit there. Yeah. We've, been pre- we've been practicing this yeah. week, so. Yeah. How about yourself, Ryan? Tell, tell us about yourself. Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm from Texas originally, born and raised, and... Uh, grew up in an awesome family. My my parents divorced when I was three, but uh, awesome family, like just was poured into. And I grew up mm-hmm. in the church, grew up in a Christian home and um, was always a good Christian kid uh, growing up, uh, was exposed to aviation at a young age and really fell in love with that and also had an interest in military. So from an early age, I you know, wanted to pursue a career in military aviation and I ended up uh, going to the Coast Guard Academy and, uh, and and going down that track and trying to pursue aviation in the Coast Guard. And long story short, ended up actually not working out. Uh, I had some medical challenges that mm. prevented me from from pursuing that. And it was really good, though, because uh, I'm, I'm very good at putting my identity in things other than Christ. And so the Lord helped use a lot of things to kind of break down some of the... the this identity that I, I constantly want to cling to of identity and athletic success. I mean, I was, I grew up doing a lot of sports and so finding success uh, in the athletic realm, same thing with college. Um, you know, I always wanted to put that hat on and then with aviation and the military, that was always a huge interest of like, well, I just want to be identified as a, as a coast guard aviator. And so the Lord really, um, had some had some neat working in that so for me to go through that process and then get disqualified was probably the lowest point in my life i mean i was pretty crushed at that point i was in my late 20s and Mm. uh, thinking that okay god put this on my heart and i wanted to serve our country and i wanted to fly and do that uh, vocationally for a career and i mean serve god in that capacity and then it didn't work out so there was kind of some questioning some really some really deep wrestling with who is god and you know is Jesus who he says he is? Is the Bible credible? Like, what does it really mean to be a Christian and to live that out? And so even though it was a challenging time, it was a really good time. And so that kind of brought me into a, a major career shift and exploring what missions is all about. And I learned about Moody actually through Googling. Uh, I think I Googled <laughs> and reached out to uh, John Hook at the time was a mobilizer who got out, who connected with me and, and shared about uh, what MAF is all about. And schools to, to get involved in that. And, and Moody Aviation was one of those. So um, ended up applying and just graduated this last summer. And I'm with Josh and Emmy, just finished up candidacy here and into ministry partnership and uh, quite humbled and grateful to be on track towards Indonesia to be a pilot mechanic yeah. there. So it's been a crazy journey, but <laughs> super thankful. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, I mean, the 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 lesson of identity, I think, is something that every Christian, these, I think every Christian mm-hmm. kind of goes through, right? Because it's so easy to find identity, like you said, mm-hmm. in, in anything other than Christ, right? And especially when, like, you meet someone for the first time and they ask you, you know, like, so tell me, who are you? Like, what do you do? And, like, what do you do is always, like, the thing that they want you to identify you as, right? Like, mm. I'm a pilot. I'm a photographer. I'm a graphic designer. Um, and really, like, what God really wants us to do, right, is, like, say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm yeah, a Jesus totally. follower kind of mm, thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, but it just sounds like, you know, God really prepared you for something even greater than than what you even planned for yourself right yeah so that's sure. really that's really neat okay so like you guys you guys went to moody as well did you guys mm-hmm. go together were you guys did you guys know each other um there we crossed paths a little bit yeah i I, yeah. I started at moody in 2016 okay uh and then graduated 2021 which was just a couple of years before ryan but we mm-hmm. the last couple of years overlapped so okay yeah we knew each other yeah. yeah yeah well how did you two meet then uh we also met at moody oh yep. okay she, freshman year yeah she came out to do a year of like biblical mission studies uh-huh. and uh we we lived a couple houses down from each other yeah. and kind of just got to know each other we didn't date till after i finished yeah. moody but oh, okay uh, it's pretty amazing the story of god just his timing honestly mm-hmm. no you just never think this friend from your freshman year of college would end up <laughs> yeah. you would end up marrying so it's pretty great yeah so you guys started dating like well well after oh, after yeah. moody yeah. absolutely and so yeah. you, did you stick mm-hmm. around then or no so i um after that first year at moody i moved back home and then i ended up getting an undergraduate degree in design at okay. just a college in oh, okay. my town yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. and then it was toward the end of I was close to finishing up my degree, but I had stayed in contact with my friends at Moody and I knew they were all about to graduate and, you know, move around the world. And so I was like, I got to visit them one more time. Got to see them one more time. <laughs> so that was kind of how we got reconnected. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So like you were telling us, telling us about mobilization and how you worked with John Hook and everything. Yeah. Tell me your guys is like, yeah, what was your experience working with um, mobilization and the people that you were connected to, to even kind of like come into MAF or be interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys sure. I can go. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at Moody, there's several instructors who either were with MAF or are currently with MAF still. And that's just a great connection piece because you get to know them really well while you're working with them. Uh, and so I had a couple instructors in particular who just really stood out and you could ask them honest questions about, you know, what were positive things about being on the field with MAF, you know, were there ever struggles? And, and they just, they kind of talked about, uh, you know, just life on the mission field and it's in just a, the relationship of instructor student or whatever. And so it's very natural and great to hear their stories and, and their MAF's passion for, uh, using the airplane as a tool for the spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. It just really stood out to me. Um, and then after Moody, we worked with a mobilizer uh, in the Midwest area because that's where we live and, and Garth. And he just helped us a lot with scheduling the technical eval. And and he's he's amazing. He followed up like Texas Merry Christmas. After oh, yeah. we passed, he texted us and emailed us. So Congratulations. Such an intentional guy and just really helped pave the way for us to to join. Yeah. So. 
That's awesome. That's cool. How about yourself, Ryan? Yeah, I think very similar. So Moody Aviation is unique in that it's very niche. It's very tailored towards mission aviation. And Mm -hmm. so folks going to Moody Aviation, I I think, go in with a very good understanding that, hey, this this is a program tailor-made to to send pilots to join an organization like MAF or JARS or Ethnos 360. And so from day one, there's tons of exposure meeting different mission organizations. And so I really appreciated that huge emphasis on learning, hey, what's out there or who's out there and what what is the work being done? What's the heartbeat of organizations? And so, um, yeah, I was working a lot with uh, Will White as my mm-hmm. mobilizer, kind of kind of getting prepped up to come in mm-hmm. here. And uh, the Kramers as well, Aaron and Sarah Kramer are right. up in northern Idaho. And yeah. so they're an awesome family. And it was cool because this was this has been a process that's been over the course of several years. And there's a program that uh, just started with MAF. Uh, great plug. I mean, Waypoints. And it's a it's a huge. <laughs> I was about to ask you guys. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so here he's a great segue. Great segue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that was really helpful because I love the, the heartbeat behind Waypoints is this aspect of uh, how do we, you know, creating disciples that, that are first and foremost drawing closer to the Lord. And, and then also with this, this aspect of, you know, with, with MAF, like how do we channel and, and kind of be reaching out for who, who's the next folks looking to be able to come and fulfill some of the work that MAF is doing globally. And so it was really neat because in, in all of that, there was never a process of, you know, MAF, like I'm going to pour into you as long as you come to MAF. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's very like, we just want to pour into you so that mm-hmm. you become more like Jesus and, um, are fulfilling whatever God has enabled and created you to do. But in that interaction, um, with the Kramers, that was really cool. And uh, several workshops that were conducted over the course of the last couple of years was very formative in me understanding more about MAF. And I think over the last year and a half, um, that combined with an internship as well with mm-hmm. MAF to Lesotho a year ago, actually, we were in Lesotho a year ago uh, to this day, um, <laughs> kind of really getting a feel for what that's like. I think that was all very formative to taking that step to yeah. say, okay, Lord, I believe that you're directing towards MAF uh, just resonate hugely with yeah. with our heartbeat. So, yeah. Well, Ryan, I wanted to ask you about about that internship yeah. um, to Lesotho. Yeah. If you could talk about that, because sure. that was through Waypoints, right? Waypoints. It, yes. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, you bet. Uh, and uh, to be, to be very candid, it was actually very challenging for me. Um, mm. There, there was a combination, I mean, of, of ups and downs and encouragements and discouragements and joys and frustrations and everything in between. And I went into that with this aspect of knowing, okay, I'm going to be graduating soon. Lord, I believe that you're preparing the way for me to step into missions aviation. There's so many unknowns. I'm scared about a ton of stuff. Uh, as someone who's fundamentally a planner and I want to have everything laid out in front of me, <laughs> that was that was quite, I mean, in missions aviation, there's like, there's question marks everywhere. And you're just like, yeah, you know, for, for the planning people, I just want to know uh, how it's all going to work. And the Lord is, is saying, uh, no, 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 that's my job. You're going to, you can trust me in that. And so it's mm-hmm. been really cool because I went into Lesotho with the idea of, um, okay, what does it mean to be in a cross-cultural context long-term and uh, Lord, is this where you're directing me to? And is this a useful, um, or is this a good use of time stepping into a whole nother culture and needing to learn another language, like taking the gospel and just wrestling with questions like, well, isn't there need here and now in the United States? I mean, why would I go around the world to do this? This seems silly to me. And so it was, it was very challenging, but very good. And so I think the big thing that 
I, w- m- that made it challenging was this, this idea of how I define success, uh, as far as, or, or how do I, how do I d- define successful living with the Lord? Um, I'm very, I think it's easy to be like, well, it's success in living a God honoring life means you're going to have, you, you know, a thousand converts. So you're going to see this fruit in this amount of time. And I was challenged by that. And, and instead kind of defining success. I feel like the Lord was pressing on my heart of, of, Hey, I'll worry about the transformation in the heart. Mm. What I'm most interested in is your obedience. And so Mm. defining success by obedience, not necessarily, um, you know, this tangible fruit or product. And so just wrestling a lot, but it was very good. So I, I have to be uh, honest. I mean, hopefully I'm always honest, but, (laughs) but like it was a challenging time, but it was very good. I mean, and, and I'm I'm sitting here now and it's like, that's crazy. And a year ago, I don't know if I where where I was going to be sitting in a year. And so it's been really cool to see how God is working. And and Waypoints is a, is a fairly new and young program. Mm -hmm. I believe that internship was the first when they launched, oh, wow. right? Of for the for I, th- I think within that capacity, as far as that formal um, yeah. of a group with that large of a group, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard a story that you guys like hiked. Yeah. Days to a village or something. Not yeah, not quite days, but, but so it was really cool to see the value of the airplane, and uh, you know that's another plug too of, of <laughs> MAF and the the value of aviation <laughs> is really really amazing. And it's easy to say that, but we, we took a bus ride more or less about seven hours out into the bush. And then we got on horseback for three hours. That was epic. And then, uh, (laughs) that took us into this, this village. So it was like a full day's travel and the flight back was only 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty radical. That's that's Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. And that was, that was also like during a good season, if it was rainy season or something like that, Mm. a lot of those roads would be impassable or or take Mm. twice as long. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a, when I first came on with MAF as a video producer, there was a video that um, an, the previous videographer made here that was like a jungle trek through the, the jungles of, I can't remember which country it was, but the video was about nine minutes long or 10 minutes long or something like that. And they yeah. went, th- like it was basically just their trek going wow. to a village and like going through like the thick jungles and stuff. And, and the course of that trip for them was, I think it was a day or two. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but the video itself, the duration was like nine or 10 minutes. And then at the end of the video, it said yeah. like, by the way, like the length of this video is about the length of a flight to that village. Wow, from the, from the trip. Cool. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so crazy yeah. That, yeah. To, to think that, they, yeah, like planes make yeah. a huge difference yeah. in travel. Yeah. Um, not to mention like you get to put all your cargo into the plane right. too. So, right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's incredible. So, mm-hmm. Segwaying over to you guys, I know that you guys did um, some overseas mission trips mm-hmm. before even uh, considering like going to Moody and everything. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Like, did, how did that shape you guys and prepare you guys for overseas missions long term? Yeah, I think for me, I uh, got the opportunity in high school to go to Kenya. It was short term, just two weeks, and it was kind of a small thing. We just went and helped uh, install and build playgrounds at two schools. So super kind of random, but it was such a cool opportunity to go and do that. And when I returned, it kind of made me realize that there's opportunities in missions for more than just the typical qualities you see in a pastor or church planner, mm. right? There's a need for for pilots and mechanics, for graphic designers, mm-hmm. for photographers, mm-hmm. for like there's a need for all these people to work together to fulfill the Great Commission. It's not just, oh, this is the typical mold. If you're not this mold don't go, you know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the learning opportunity I had through that. But 
Yeah, I got to go um, my senior year of high school on a a summer's mission trip just for, I think for two weeks uh, to Japan. Um, and so that was led actually by my parents. My mom is Japanese. Okay. And so she got to kind of lead a trip with my church um, to, yeah, show us the need in Japan uh, for the gospel. It's, I think, 1% evangelical oh, wow. Christian. So it is considered an unreached um, nation. And then it was later on in my college years, I think 2019, I felt the Lord calling me to do a longer um, trip overseas to just see really what it was like for missionaries to be living overseas. So I got in contact with um, a missionary couple that connected me with another missionary couple <laughs> in Japan. Um, and so, yeah, I, I ended up in Japan for a whole summer living with a missionary couple I'd never met before. <laughs> and it was great, though. Um, it was definitely challenging and I grew and learned a lot. Um, but I thought it was just really valuable to get to see the real work that goes into living yeah. overseas and mm -hmm. what it takes to even, yeah, start up a church from the ground up and things like that. Wow. So, mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So let's, let's fast forward now. You guys presently are here at HQ. Like, tell us, tell us what, what that's all about. Uh, yeah, we're, we've been here for Two, two and a half, three weeks, yeah, something almost like three that. Weeks, yeah. uh, and so the first two weeks were we were going through MAF's candidacy course, so intro to MAF and and all the nuts and bolts of their operations. We get to hear from their regional directors, and and part of that is uh, getting our country assignment, which is kind of the highlight of the mm -hmm. candidacy weeks, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so, like Ryan mentioned earlier, he's going to Indonesia, and Emmy and I are going to uh, DRC or D the Democratic Republic of the Congo, yeah. uh, specifically uh, MAF's base in Bunia in Eastern DRC. So, that was kind of the highlight of those first two weeks. Yeah. And yeah, let me uh, ask you guys a question that I want you guys to be honest with, but. Going through candidacy, getting to know MAF more, like getting into the weeds of MAF and preparing what it would look like to be overseas with them, like, what were, were you guys have any concerns about that? Or was it just like this was more affirmation that you guys wanted to join MAF? No questions. I mean, I can speak to that real quick. Yeah. I, I've been blown away. Uh, my feelings have, have always been slow to follow, I feel like, in a lot of areas of <laughs> life. And so coming in and starting with candidacy is kind of like, okay, Lord, I, I believe that this is where you have me. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I think you've told me to be here, and so I just want to keep going. And it's been cool because all through candidacy, I mean, the whole team involved with MAF is amazing. And so th the candidacy program, it's like each day I found myself getting more and more excited. And just as I learned Again, like Josh was saying, the nuts and bolts of our organization, yeah. it's like, man, this really does resonate hugely. And so it's actually kind of been like a, like a warm blanket maybe of like, oh, yeah, yeah this, is, this is good. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been neat to have some of that stuff filled in. And the more we're stepping into it, again, plenty of question marks still of what does the future hold. Um, but it's been really great to, mm. to be encouraged by the team yeah. here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, I feel like my experience was a little bit different just because I didn't. Yeah, you know, I didn't attend Moody, and so I didn't have quite as much background and familiarity with MAF than um, than Josh and Ryan did. But um, so I think a little bit through candidacy, it was really good for me because I was getting like you know fire hose of information. <laughs> but it was really great to actually know know who who MAF is, know the vision and the mission, and know the heart of it. Um, 
I think I wrestled with a little bit viewing MAF as, okay, well, all they do is support, you know, the people that are sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. But really what I saw in candidacy was actually, no, we are supporting, yes, the people that share the gospel. We're supporting the missionaries. We're supporting the church planners. But we also want you yourself to carry the gospel. We Mm -hmm. want you to Mm -hmm. use every relationship you have, every um, every plane ride with someone in it, every encounter once you land with the people you're with. And then for me, who's going to be in the city, like every time I'm building relationship with my neighbors or going to the grocery market or store, whatever that looks like. Um, so that was really valuable for me and kind of surprising, honestly. So, And I got to add one plug too. I think one thing that's awesome that I've noticed too is it's almost like you talk to everybody individually, but it's like you're talking to one person. Like everyone shares the same Mm -hmm. vision and we've got the rotunda and the the mission and vision of MAF. And it's just, it's just really encouraging because it's like everybody's just on the same page and very intentional and serious about how do we live out gospel centered living? And that's Mm -hmm. super refreshing. It's not a bunch of like, we're here to support those that are doing that. It's like a, an organism of no, we're one family and the fellowship. I mean, it's kind of yeah. cliche, but yeah. the fellowship aspect is very much alive and very contagious in an, in, in an encouraging way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Josh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I came in uh, once again with a lot of background with MAF, just uh, talking to instructors at Moody and things like that. So there wasn't too much in, in candidacy that I was surprised by necessarily. Uh, but kind of like echoing what both of them said, it was really cool to see the emphasis and the unified nature on their vision and mission, to see isolated people changed by the love of Christ and um, to bring help, hope, and healing through aviation, right? And so, like, David Holstein came in the first day and was like, point blank, was like, the responsibility is on you to share the gospel. You know, just because you're a part of MAF doesn't remove that responsibility from you. And then we had a lot of uh, sessions with couple other instructors who just emphasize this discipleship right it's not just mm-hmm. going and telling someone the gospel and be like all right see you later it's mm-hmm. it's investment it's relationships mm-hmm. it's demonstrating with your life and also telling them about the gospel yeah uh, and that was just really encouraging and and yeah i mean i'd leave every day and it's a lot of information so you're tired but you're like excited and like ready yeah. <laughs> ready to do the next <laughs> thing true. so it's a good feeling. yeah, yeah. <laughs> David mentioned something, too, regarding what Josh just said, and I thought it was awesome, too. This proclamation combined with demonstration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's not just the, hey, we're going to proclaim this, but also how do we live this out? Yeah. So those yeah. two words are just mm-hmm. helped. Yeah. I mean, the the, ter- the the phrase sharing the love of Jesus Christ, you know, is is an intentional phrase that the MAF has created because it's it's more than proclamation, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's all the, the demonstration, like you said, like it's mm-hmm. the act of sharing the love of Christ. It can come in all sorts of different forms, but yeah. it's all it's all coming from the same source. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Okay, I, I want you guys to like, um, do kind of like quick math. I'm sure you guys can do this really quick. Mm. So <laughs> from the time, from the time that you guys went, like started the journey of aviation with the idea of going into missions with it to like the time now, like how many years how many years span is that for you guys? Sure. Uh, so I, like I said earlier, I started Moody at 2016, and, mm-hmm. and I think we're sitting at seven and a half, eight years right now. Okay. So it's a, it's a long process, right? Yeah. Moody's five years. I went and did some flight instructing after Moody, kind of build some experience. I got married, and now I'm here with Emmy, and it's you know been seven and a half years. Yeah. It's gone by fast, but yeah. it's still some time. How about yourself, Ryan? Yeah, similar. Um, 
pivoted right out of the Coast Guard and then started Moody immediately. And it's been five years more or less. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that was really intriguing for me when I started here at MAF and I learned that aspect of it. Like there's a, there was a huge level of commitment that pilots and mechanics have to make from like the very beginning. Like, Hey, you're going to start this and you're going to go five, six, seven, eight years before like you're like joining an organization, much mm-hmm. less like building up the support and then going overseas and, mm-hmm. and learning the language and all that stuff. Not to, this is not yeah. to meant to be yeah. scary, but to show yeah. just like yeah. how committed you guys are um, to do this. And I think that's just really cool, but also a very, a huge learning, learning uh, experience for me. Um, and I can only imagine for our viewers, you know, who, who don't know a lot about the world mm-hmm. of mission aviation, like, oh, wow, like it's going to take them almost a decade to to actually be flying mm. overseas and doing passengers and stuff yeah and i would add one thing to that like you said it is it is a long process and, and a commitment in a sense but for myself it's looked like one step of obedience at a time mm. so in high school i was like all right i think i can feel the lord calling me into missions through this burden he's placed on my heart and this passion for aviation all right i'm gonna take this step and go to moody don't know how i'm gonna pay for it the lord <laughs> provides every year yeah. right i get out of moody and i'm like all right you know, I'm, I'm looking for experience. I fi- find a job. Uh, Emmy and I were dating at that point, And so we ended up getting married and now I'm here and I look back and yeah, it's been a long time. And each step has, I can't always see the next thing, like Ryan was saying, a lot of question marks, but it it's clear the Lord has been guiding, mm-hmm. which has been yeah. really cool. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Some good words, Josh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to, Emmy, I want to pivot to you. You are not a pilot or a mechanic but you bring your own set of skills and and a passion for missions as well. So what are your hopes overseas? Yeah. So I think when I, when we were first joining MAF, I definitely didn't know what that would look like. And I had a lot of questions with it. Um, But it's been cool learning, even just with our placement, how the wives or the spouses doesn't have to be a lady. Um, Of the pilots and the mechanics, they also are really involved in the communities there. So um, specifically where we're going to be going, I will get to, be involved probably with um they have sewing and language literacy mm-hmm. classes um in drc there's a lot of idp camps inter yeah. inter i always forget how to say this internally, internally displaced people, people. <laughs> i always mess that up <laughs> um they have a lot of those camps and so they are seeing an opportunity to minister to those people yeah. through equipping them with practical skills so i think to be involved with that would be amazing um i think the Lord has given me a joy to just be with people. And so I think any capacity, um, yeah, to get to build relationships and make disciples would be a joy to me. Um, I know that I, I have also shared that I, um, I'm a graphic designer currently. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that will look like overseas. Um, you know, Wi-Fi is not usually available, but, um, yeah, I think those are just gifts and skills that even if I don't use them for a time, like, I think the Lord's still using them in me right now and maybe down the road in the future, he'll use them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. I, I spent some time in, in the DRC last summer and I was able to visit those IDP camps mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's really, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's just really sobering mm-hmm. to be there Yeah. at the same time an incredible experience to see the joy of the Lord in those people and interacting with the MAF staff especially the spouses you know they they have been very very active and very involved with those people's lives and it's really cool because it's Mm. it's right there like they're they're neighbors right they don't have to they're not flying to these villages 
they're they're in the community that's surrounding mm. them like their immediate surroundings yeah. and so that's really cool I, I think that's one of the things like you guys were saying in ministry partnership seminar that you're 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 being um encouraged to not only be pilots and, and fly but also build relationships discipleship um what does it look like to mm-hmm. to be in in communion with the people that are around you and i think that's really important yeah so man that's so cool i'm excited yeah <laughs> man, i'm excited for all of you guys i mean it's I, I hope this has been a a really good learning experience for for the people who have been watching this too um because like i said at the beginning i think this is a, a great opportunity for people to understand what it looks like for someone who's just joining like what does that look like from when they first are interested in aviation to becoming officially becoming pre-fielders, I guess is the term mm-hmm. for, for you, for the organization. So, okay. So I want to end with like some rapid fire questions for you guys. <laughs> is that cool? Sure. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. All right. Um, tell me about your favorite movie. If you have one. Ooh, I can take yeah. this one. Okay. Uh, I my favorite movie is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ooh, that oh. is a good movie. Yeah, I will rewatch that one quite a bit. Beautiful. I believe it's called cinematography. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. Yep. Yep. Good word. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Ooh. Uh, it's hard when you say favorite. Yeah, it gets really tough. hard. Uh, but one of your favorites. Some a movie that I really like uh, is uh, the movie Hot Rod. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's really dumb humor but it's i do love it and I, yeah. just to be honest yeah. cool beans cool beans you know yeah. 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 yeah i i i've got a bunch but i've got to say the incredibles is legit mm. oh that's a good one <laughs> yeah and uh the first swiss one family or robinson the is awesome swiss family oh, robinson yeah. and i'd have to go with the first okay yeah the original yeah, yeah. the original is great mm-hmm. oh man i have yet to watch secret the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's really good. I've heard oh, a lot yeah. of recommendations. It's good. funny. It's lighthearted, but yeah. it's inspiring at yeah, the same is. time. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to fire it up on one of my streaming platforms. Yeah. That yeah. Hopefully it's on there. <laughs> okay. How about like podcasts? You guys listen to any podcasts? Yeah. A few. Yeah. I'm not really a podcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to share with me? Uh, yeah. My podcast I listen to is pretty much only on long road trips. Um, but they're a little bit obscure, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, out of pure entertainment and curiosity. Um, I think a podcast that we've listened to quite a bit, it's called Cultish. Um, okay. It's actually about cults, but it's from a Christian perspective, oh, which cool. is really interesting. Um, the hosts, they often interview people that used to be in cults and are now following Jesus. And they okay. talk through what was that like, share with us, you know, and they often pray for um, people that are in those situations it's just really interesting, interesting. yeah interesting yeah. i never heard of that one yeah someone to put on my playlist <laughs> yeah yeah i enjoy podcasts uh there's seasons where i'll listen to them a lot more than others but i love um like john piper stuff so okay. desiring god or yeah. he does a sermon every day kind of thing and then um there's the ask john piper one that's not mm, the title of it but good. it's um yeah. The questions that that they talk through, those are great. Uh, I love apologetic stuff, so like some N.T. Wright and um, oh, wow. Wow. there's some other types of debate type podcasts. Sure. Uh, Nick, Nick Ripkin, the persecuted, it's like a persecuted church type podcast oh, is okay. really uh, inspiring. There's another one too, um, and I can't remember the host of it, but it's the men who rock the world. And it's just kind of looking at these iconic 
uh, men of faith and just kind of unpacking their lives a little bit. And so I like stuff like that. And then fo- focus on the family and things like that or testimony type yeah. um, podcasts. So there, there are a few that I do enjoy listening to. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask the book question. Yeah. Because guys reading books that yeah. you could recommend or not recommend, but like, yeah, favorite books that you guys love. Let me think. Yeah. Uh, I do like to read a little bit. Um, I would say uh, anything by C.S. Lewis is always a good read. Yeah. Uh, there's a little book that I can't remember the name of the author. Uh, it's just called A Gospel Primer, and it just walks through the gospel, and, and it talks about how it applies to different areas of your life, even if you've been a believer for 30, 40 years. And it's really small. You could read it in a day, probably, if you sat down to read it. And it's actually, I can't remember the name of the author, but it's it's yeah. really good. So Nice. Well, and to show you how much I read and I'm really good with that, I had to write down my books here. <laughs> I love audiobooks, and I mean, I enjoy growing and in, in yeah. re- reading. But uh, recently I'm reading a book called Spiritual Rhythm by Mark Buchanan. And it's talking about just like the natural rhythms of life. Ecclesiastes unpacks a lot of this. Of I just want to be like, I have this thing of I expect epic every day. And that's not the way life is often. And we go through seasons and some of that, some of that is a wintry season and Ecclesiastes unpacks mm. that. And so this is a book just talking about the, how, how that's normal and we can celebrate that and God working in that. So that's been a really cool one. And then Surrendered to Love is another one that was given to me. David Benner is the author of that one. And so those are kind of what I'm working through okay. right now. Cool. Um, but I got to say like the Chronicles of Narnia, never get old. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, I know it's cliche, but <laughs> oh, great. good. That one's Man, really that's good. awesome. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to get my kids into that series and they just, yeah. for some reason, it's just not, mm. it's not clicking not with them. Yet. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. but in their defense, I actually didn't really read those until I was an adult. And then I, was, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. And then I really nerded out about it. So yeah, yeah maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's not really for kids. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel like there's, yeah, <laughs> no, okay. application at any age. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. anything come to mind then? Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the book that Nick Ripkin wrote. Oh the yeah, insanity the, the insanity of God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that book. It's yeah. amazing. That one is good. Um, and there's another book called Bruchko. Uh, I think it's by Bruce Ols- Olson. Uh, yeah, he's a missionary that uh, went to a tribe in South America, and his story is incredible. Oh. Yeah, oh. I really like that book. Cool. Okay, last question because I want to know about your hobbies. So, like, yeah. if you had a free a free day, you're not gonna fly. You're not going to work on a plane. It's Saturday, oh, it's a beautiful man. day outside. Um, what do you guys find yourselves doing? I'm always down for a hike. I mean, we live in Missouri, so you can find good hiking in like yeah. the Ozarks. It's not quite like the Pacific Northwest or yeah. anything, but uh, yeah, just getting outside and doing something active, especially if you can get a couple friends to tag along. Cool. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am a big fan of sleeping in. So if I have a free day, (laughs) I will sleep in. Absolutely. That's how I want to start my day. Uh, But yeah, getting outside, going for a walk. Those are great too. Maybe going to a nice coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping in is a real hobby, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think, I mean, I love doing outdoor stuff, so I would pack it, pack it to the max and I love mountain biking and skiing. So I envision it like from sun up, just going out, finding some trails 
you know, and just hammering down the trails and having fun uh, with friends and then doing some big get together with with people making a big meal or something like that in community. And then, uh, I don't know, go play capture the flag or something at night and, uh, you know, <laughs> go skiing <laughs> and, then go, and then go surfing. You know, it's just like <laughs> skiing and then go just, surfing. Just max, max it out. <laughs> I've only done it once. It's uh, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a lot to fit in one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where, well, I got asked now, like, where, where were you able to successfully go skiing and then go surfing? Ski, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'm a very novice surfer, um, but I did, this was in Southern California when I was okay. in the military. Mm-hmm. So it was like Big Bear Mountain, skied yeah. and then came back. And, and it was cool. Being a novice service, surfer, I actually paddled and caught a wave and stood up. And so I'm like, yes, I legitimately <laughs> surfed and skied <laughs> in the same day. Because normally I just get thrashed by the waves. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I mean, I could go ski and then get worked by the waves, but I actually got to surf too. So yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Probably won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should end. I wanted to wrap this up. But if you guys are interested in partnering with any of the missionaries or with these three, um, you can go to our website. I, it's the URL is actually I'm being I'm just lost on me right now. Um, but um, I think maf.org slash missionaries gives you a whole like the list of missionaries that are um, a part of Mi- uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship United States. And you can go on there and learn about every single one where they're located. Um, but we will also throw the links up for you guys onto the the via oh. description so they can they can go to your your site and that's great that's awesome. click on that Thanks donate button yeah wow this is kind of a strange weird plug for maf right now <laughs> <laughs> we'll not to do that anyway so um everyone thanks for watching thanks for joining in on this um hit the like button if you like this and you know do all the other social media stuff that <laughs> i i have yet to learn the scripts for. Yeah. you know what to do all right we'll see you guys next time <laughs>